0: This is the Money Made Better podcast by Libro Credit Union, helping you with the financial need to knows with your host, Lindsay Barnett. Welcome back to the Money Made Better podcast. It's a new episode all about governance. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, what does governance have to do with finances? The answer is a lot, and I hope to answer some of the questions. And by answer, I mean I will ask the questions. I have none of the governance answers, but I have brought in experts who do have the answers. I'm joined today by one of LIBRO's owner representatives, Elizabeth Baldwin. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm great, thanks. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm also joined by LIBRO's corporate secretary, Janet Taylor. Janet, hello. Hello. How are you feeling? I'm doing good, thank you. Good. Governance. Governance and banking. I don't know who to start with. I think maybe Janet, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit first. Um, Libro is a cooperative. We're a credit union. And some people who are not account owners, and we call our account owners owners at Libro, have no idea what is going on with a credit union. I think sometimes people hear credit union and they're like, oh, they're dealing out credit cards. There's some confusion there sometimes. And credit unions are really unique in the sense that our owners have a say, they own a share. Can you explain a little bit about the dynamic within Libro? Yeah, so if you think of a
1: credit union as a financial services cooperative, and so more people are familiar with what a cooperative is, it's where everyone who does business there, or everyone who owns it is is an equal owner, shareholder, member, partner, all of those good things. And so if you think of Libro as a credit union, as a cooperative, then that would be the, the key there. And as you said, our owners do share in that. So We all come together collectively to cooperate, to pool our resources so that we all contribute to our success, and that way we all share in the profits as well.
0: When we talk about shareholders, what does that actually mean? So I've walked into a Libro branch off of the street. I say, I want to open an account here. What does it mean? Well, you
1: get all the great things that you would with any financial
0: services provider and you
1: get to be part of the organization in a really meaningful way. So you actually get to elect your representatives who are controlling and guiding the organization, um, including people like Elizabeth, our owner representative. Uh, so we have a whole bunch of them. A, a one for every 1,000 owners is a, an exact number. And it's also that you have a say through them in who becomes a director. And obviously, directors, like with any organization, are guiding and overseeing the credit union. And we
0: have owner-slash-membership shares. So when you walk into a branch and say, I want to open an account here, we pay a membership fee, if you will, a share, and that's our piece of the company, That's right. That's right. Right. So, Elizabeth, I'm going to come over to you.
2: Let's go back a little bit. How long have you been an owner with Libro? I've been an owner for five years. And to be honest, I wish it was longer. It took me a long time to finally make the decision to switch to a credit union away from a traditional financial services provider. But I've never looked back. It's just an entirely different organization. It's an entirely different approach to, to banking, to your community, to, to the owners. And so uh, it's, it's just so different. And I am always advocating with everybody I know to make a switch to a credit union because everything is done so differently. And the focus is on the owners and the communities, not profits for a few.
0: That's a really eloquent way of putting it. In the five years that you've held an account with Libro, how many of the five years have you spent as an owner representative?
2: Uh, I'm just in my fourth year now. Just four years, just yeah. a casual four <laughs> out of the five, no big deal. Well, there's a lot to learn, right? And and that was one of the reasons that I decided to... Um, Seek a position as an owner rep on our regional council was because I wanted to learn more about how Libro operates. I wanted to get more involved. And I know how committed Libro is to its communities. And I thought that would be a good way for me to bring what I know about my communities, but also to learn more about Libro's place in the communities that they serve.
0: Do you feel like you have a legitimate say if you go to the table with
2: something? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what's so interesting about Libro is that they're very unique in that they have owner representatives as a, um, a conduit from owners and communities to management and to the board. And yeah, absolutely feel heard. In fact, you know, they're always asking for more information and more feedback from owner representatives.
0: Now, Janet how would somebody like Elizabeth have gotten started? How does this process work? Because I think we're sitting here talking and it sounds simple almost, but to be honest, and I work for Libro, I don't know that I would know where to start if I said, hey, I want to be an owner rep.
1: Well, there's a couple different ways. So some owners might see advertising if they are online or in a branch location, certainly through the summer months when our owner representative councils are doing their recruiting and that's another way that it happens so by knowing people in our communities the owner representatives and our staff are making those connections and bringing to them owners or even community members who could become owners and then become owner representatives.
0: How often are we seeing changeover with owner representatives? Like if I said tomorrow I wanted to be one and to get that ball rolling, how often are we seeing a changing of seats, if you will?
1: So it's an annual cycle and owner representatives uh, come into office on January 1st each year. So right now, if you were to walk in tomorrow, you would actually be able to talk to one of our staff members and say you were interested and they would get that to our, what we call our candidate recruitment committees who will be working over the next number of months to ensure that we have people, owners, to serve as owner representatives in the elections that take place this
0: fall. And how many owner representatives do we have across the board?
1: So it's one for every 1,000 owners. So as our ownership grows, I believe we're at about 114,000 owners at the moment. So we're about to decide on what that number is for next year. So it'll be about 114 owner
0: representatives. You two walked into the room and I'll be honest, you looked a little terrified, but there was comfort because you two know each other. And I think it was Elizabeth who said, oh, we go way back. Has the relationship changed as a result of working together on a clear path for similar goals and purposes within the cooperative, like within Libro? Or is this more of like a friendship?
2: (laughs) I would say that... Yes, it's absolutely changed, because for me, as an owner rep, being part of a regional council, it allows you to get to know the people that make Libro work every day. And so for me, it's been a pleasure and a treat to get to know certain people on management that participate in the owner rep um, process, uh, particularly the governance team, Kathleen and Steve, and... Janet, I mean, even our now-retired CEO, and I think that's something that, A, it gives me as an owner confidence in the way this organization is being run to know how capable and how kind and how thoughtful and how dedicated everybody is here. If I can hop in there, I
0: love that you brought up Steve Bolton, Um because the structure here and the way things are everybody at least when I joined the team felt so accessible and right up to the CEO like we'd be sitting in a meeting and oh like Steve was like pokeroo, his head would just hey everybody how's your day going but that's not unique that's not a story that's unique to me or anybody at Libro and that includes with our owners quite often Steve was out doing the tours, as he would call them, um, at different branches. And I think that in itself is something that is not known on a public level about the way cooperatives are. It's Everyone is very accessible. It's, it's not necessarily daunting to get an answer. But speaking of daunting, I have to wonder, when you made the decision that you wanted to be an owner representative, was it challenging? Like... Janet just said you you would walk in, you would talk to somebody to kind of get the ball rolling. What was that process like
2: for you after that decision was made? To Janet's point about how you might find out about what an owner rep is and then decide to pursue that that position, um, I was in a my local branch in Stratford, and I saw, on the monitors talking about owner reps, and I had no idea what that was. And so I started asking what that was, and it interested me. And uh, because of my work on a board with a local mutual insurance company, I had some idea of what governance is and what it looks like. And I thought it would be a good way for me to participate as well, and to learn about Libro's governance. And I just Um, wanted wanted to be involved was it daunting no Um, I was very quickly connected with the chair of my regional council and I went and had a meeting with him and he talked about what was involved and there was an open position on my council and it seemed like a good fit so that was easy for me then once you become an owner rep there there's a bit of a learning curve there's there's a lot to learn but it's everybody is so helpful and so qualified and, and accessible, as you said. And so they make that as easy as possible. And yes, there's a bit of preparation for the meetings. But I always find that it's very manageable. And then once you get to the meetings, they're just so um, well run, well structured, but also very informative and very open and it's so great to hear updates from management about what's going on and then they want feedback from the owner reps about, you know, the board direction and board meetings and updates and it's just always so validating. It's always so exciting for me because Libro is just on such a good path and with such important values that I think a lot of organizations are missing these days. And I always come away from the meetings energized and super excited about Libro in general and my role as an owner-rep.
0: That's amazing
2: to hear. We
0: quite often internally talk about the credit union difference. And I think sometimes in our day-to-day, at least in mine, I shouldn't speak on behalf of all of my colleagues, but sometimes things get a little bit lost because you are focused on getting from one day to the next, getting projects happening. It's really refreshing to hear. And Janet, from your perspective, how do you find it between the owner reps and the board of directors and how everything kind of works cohesively to make sure our communities are seeing the difference and impacted in a positive way?
1: Well, I think Elizabeth nailed it. Um, It's all about that shared values. And so when we recruit, just like we would for staff, when we recruit for owner representatives and the board of directors, we're looking for values aligned people. So our commitment as Libro, as a whole, is always to our communities, to our owners, to all of our stakeholders. And we're always driving in the same direction. Um, So they work very cohesively together. It it makes absolute sense for LIBRA to have not just a board of directors, but that extra layer of governance with our owner representatives. Our board supports the owner representatives. They attend meetings with them. They're a conduit for information back and forth. So it's not just management and owner representatives, but the board is heavily involved in that. And so as you can see,
0: it's just everyone working for the
1: same goals.
0: Different spokes on a well-oiled machine, if you will. Can we talk a little bit about the difference between being an owner representative and being on our board of directors and what that difference is?
1: Yeah, for sure. So our, our owner representatives kind of have two parts to their role. So one is governance and the other is purpose and community. So very well aligned with what Libro is all about. And it's maybe a little less intense. Maybe it's a lot less intense than being on our board of directors. And it's a great way. It's a great, you know, testing ground for those who might be interested in board service someday. And it's also just a great way for those who are interested in just becoming more involved in learning more about Libro. Our board of directors, of course, has all of the fiduciary duties that any board of directors has. Um, they have a lot more responsibility. They can be held accountable. And they have a lot more work. So those meetings that they go to, there's many, many more of those, lots more of prep to do, you know, representing Libro in the credit union system.
0: And so it's just a a slightly more intense role. Okay. I have to ask Elizabeth, and sorry for putting you on the spot, would you ever consider making a jump from an owner representative to the board of directors? Is that typically how it goes? Do some people use it as a stepping stone?
2: Some people do. I would say yes. That would be certainly something that I would consider down the road. Um, I do have other board experience, so I have an idea of what Janet is talking about with the fiduciary duty and and the um, level of responsibility because it is much higher. Um, There's more legality involved and there's certain requirements from a regulator that it need to be met, which is not the case with an owner representative. Uh, But it's certainly exciting to get an idea of what the board responsibilities are and what they do, and to get to know the directors as well. And and Janet Said it very well too that the the support is there and the dedication is clear and we have a very competent and amazing board currently and I know uh, I've sat on the director recruitment committee as an owner representative to help make sure that there's good succession for the board and it's it's very clear that the conduit of owner representatives is valued a great a great deal.
0: I think it's incredible that you've been an owner for five years and four of those you have spent as an owner representative. Does some of that come down to personal interest or what was it? Cause it's really just adding more to your personal plate. It's time, it's energy. I- I'm really astounded to hear that you were only part of the credit union for a year before making
2: that leap. You're right. I mean, everybody is busy, and it is a commitment. Uh, but like I said earlier, I always come away from meetings feeling energized by it. And and the support that Libro staff gives owner reps is so important and so helpful. Uh, part of it probably is personality, too. Like not Not every owner would be interested in the role to be a rep. I think people that our owner-reps are committed to community, they're committed to the credit unions. I like to advocate for cooperative businesses in general. And how can you not want to support your, your own communities, right? And, and it's another way to do that. And now that I've been an owner-rep for a while, it's really interesting to start talking about it to people that aren't necessarily Libra owners. Because even if they're not, they know about Libro. They know about what Libro does in their communities. And they value that hugely. And, and as someone said to me, it might even have been Janet, a little while ago, and I love this, is when I'm out talking to people that aren't Libro owners or credit union owners, you know, and we start talking about values and frustrations with traditional banking providers, and just say to them, well, I think you are Libro you just don't know it yet. I love that.
0: I I don't know, Jan, that you'll have an answer to my next question. I just, I, I really am blown away sincerely that one year in you're like, I want more. I want to do more. Is there like a median of how long somebody is an owner with us before they make the leap or is it kind of all over the board to making the jump to owner rep? So
1: actually, you don't need to wait to become an owner representative. We have had individuals who have been involved with Libro, not as a personal owner, but through their business or through a not-for-profit that they're involved in, and they become a personal owner because they want to get more involved as an owner representative. Now, we do have some restrictions for the board of directors, again, that higher level of accountability. So you need to have been an owner for at least a year. But even that, that's not significant and um, easy, easy to achieve. And and as Elizabeth was saying about our director recruitment committee, once we've identified someone as a potential director, even if they're not an owner representative, we stay in touch and we see when they are interested, when they'll be ready, and we can watch for that one year to pass. That's
0: amazing. This has been so enlightening for me, truly. Um, I've, I've learned so much about the type of people that are attracted to roles of owner representatives or the board of directors and a better understanding even of how we work within our communities. It's really amazing. Was there anything else that if somebody just stumbled upon this podcast and thought, I don't know, is Libra right for me? Should I investigate becoming an owner rep that you would want them to know?
2: I would say absolutely check it out uh, for me as an owner apart from my role as an owner rep libro just operates so entirely differently like they they are seriously and truly in a meaningful way committed to their owners one of the things that i love the most is when you become an owner you are assigned a coach and that is your go-to person for whatever questions you have and it's it's a real relationship, and you call them, and they answer the phone, or they call you right back, they email you right back. And there's none of this waiting, no personal connections. It's all about relationships, and it's it's very intentional, but it makes such a difference.
0: It's so different when somebody knows you versus being treated as a number, truly, truly. Thank you both so much for your time today and the conversation. And I know sometimes people hear governance and they think, oh, that's going to be dry. This was not. This was so wonderful and so fascinating. And if if you're listening to this and you're even a little bit interested in learning a little bit more, please reach out. Janet, I'm positive you would be happy to have that conversation. Absolutely. We even have an email box. If you you're not comfortable
1: phoning us, email us at governance at libro.ca and me or one of my team will be happy to get back to you.
0: That's amazing. If you've enjoyed this podcast and you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you hit subscribe. We're streaming on all the major platforms, no matter where you are listening to your podcasts. And we'll be back again real soon with the next episode of Money Made Better. Thanks for being here.